Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by 910 Coastal Barbecue. Today with me, we have our guest picker, friend of the program, longtime listener, Trevor Inman. What's going on, dude? What's up, guys? I'm glad you'll have me back. Excited to be back here and hopefully redeem myself from uh, last year. Heck yeah. And of course, uh, next to me, I always got my left hand man, my co host, uh, Brett Galt. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock. What's going on, Brett? I'm man, just ready for another week. I think that, what is this, week six, right? Week six, baby. Halfway through the season almost after this week. So that's crazy. It's flying by. Yeah, love to see it come and hate to see it go. So, Trevor, you've been on a little uh, bit of a streak in your personal gambling lately. You want to tell us a little bit about how you've been doing? Yeah, yeah. I've had a fairly solid year. I think uh, I'm up. 300 bucks, which is just about 12 units on the season. I did $25 units. So it's, it's been a solid year for college football. I've done a decent job of losing about a third of that on NFL Sundays. But uh, the, the college strategy for me has been to, to fade UConn almost every single week and fade my Vols almost every single week. And then that's, that's paid out almost every week this season, except for last week, which was the first time that I was actually on the Vols. Well, um, I'm interested to see if you stick to that UConn principle because it's going to be a yeah, boring they, they they have a t- they have a big one. They might win a football game. Yeah, no, they just may win a football game. All right. Well, without further ado, um, we'll go ahead and uh, jump into last week. But actually, before we jump into last week, let, let's talk about our sponsor, 910 Coastal Barbecue. So, Trevor, what do you, what do you think of them? I mean, obviously, uh, as as y'all know, um, I'm a content contributor over there um my, bo- my boy chase has been on the podcast multiple times runs it it's a great great page if you want to find some cool recipes or just get some ideas uh that was the kind of uh the idea behind it was we were running out of ideas in our smoking group message to to think of things just to smoke and, and game day appetizers and stuff like that so the instagram was a way to like hold us accountable and show other people recipes that are hitting the same kind of roadblocks we were hitting and also bounce ideas off each other, kind of challenge me and, and Chase and, and Caden in uh, finding new ways to – or new ideas to smoke. Heck, yeah. So what's your favorite thing that you've had on the smoker here lately? Uh, my favorite thing I've been on the smoker is I did something uh, – they're called uh, Berea Tacos. It's a uh, Puerto Rican take on tacos. And the traditional way of doing it is you have to, to put all the vegetables, all the meats, everything into a pot and let it stew on the stove for about eight hours. Um, so what I did is I got a, a big black kettle pot, put all of it into the smoker, smoked it for about 12 hours, and then got the little flat top griddle out and put them out over there. So um, I have a whole reel on there. It's probably the best thing I've done. You'll find it on there. It's, 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 that was one of our biggest posts. So go check out Now When It Goes to Barbecue and look at the Bria Tacos. Heck yeah. Brett, did you check it out? Yep, I did. I mean, we, we know about that. I mean – I'm on that page all the time. I mean, consistent good stuff just posted every single day weekly on that thing. So, I mean, like you said, just check it on. Now when Coastal Barbecue on Instagram, I mean, it's filled with everything delicious on there. Yeah, we were trying to switch it up and not just do smoke and kind of do more outdoor cooking. Marcus, you and I are going to be at the tailgate on uh, Friday or on Sunday for the Panthers game. We'll probably crack out the uh, portable pit boss and do something at the game for sure. Heck yeah. Stay smoking, baby. So uh, when it comes to tacos, like what's you guys' go-to tacos, like steak, beef, like pork, fish, like what's your go-to? My go-to, if I'm going to like a 
authentic Mexican places, I'm going steak, carne asada, every time. What about you, Rhett? This depends. I mean, I, I like steak. Yeah, I mean, I would say I get steak mostly, too, myself, honestly. I mean, I'm really down for anything. I'm always yeah. down to try everything, honestly. But there have been very few tacos that I've met that I didn't like. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, next time you come to Charlotte, uh, you got to try the goose taco recipe. It's phenomenal. Make it up for us, Sunday. Yeah, well, that's the great thing about Nomino Coastal Barbecue. They they do everything from anything you can buy at the grocery store to wild game, dove, goose, deer, you know, whatever you whatever you want. They got something for you. So go ahead, check out their Instagram page, shoot them a DM if you want something tasty. I mean, the content's great. So uh, don't forget, stay smoking, baby. Um, so let's go ahead and review last week. So last week, pretty good week for the syndicate. As a syndicate, uh, suppose we were eight and six. We'll start off with me. I was the leader in the clubhouse. I was five and three on the week. My wins, Michigan plus two, Syracuse covering five and a half against a bad Miami team. They didn't win um, almost, but they covered. Uh, UVA plus three and a half, never really a sweat there. Tennessee plus two and a half. That was the easiest money I had all week. And honestly, the real easiest money I had all week was Bama first half. That line closed at eight against Ole Miss, and they hit that by a million. That game was never close. Bama really turned it on all game and didn't let up. So those are my five wins and my three losses were Florida laying seven and a half against Kentucky. Terrible performance by Florida. Rutgers didn't show up how I thought they would against Ohio State. They didn't cover the 15 and a half. And then Wake also did not cover seven against Louisville. So my takeaways are, I mean, it's really Georgia and everyone else. Like Florida, you can't have a performance like that against Kentucky. And I'm just going to put a APB out there. I haven't heard from our buddy, uh, Joel Huddleston. So Joel, if you're listening, shoot us a text and just let us know that you're alive because in the text message group last week, we, we didn't hear back from you after that outcome. <laughs> and Hey, I warned you about that one last week too. I did. Cause you yeah. were all on them. I was like, Hey, watch that game. I was like, Kentucky's gone toe to toe with them for the last few years now. So and, here's what happens every year. It's, it's, yeah. it, you can, this is going to happen every single year. Florida is going to give their all against Tennessee. They're going to beat us. We're going to shit the bed against them. And then they're going to go into Kentucky and they're going to do what we did to them. They're just going to shit the bed. So it happens every single year. Kentucky's always, I don't care how good Florida is. They can be the best team in the country. They're going to play Kentucky close. It doesn't matter how bad Kentucky is. I mean, that's just one, one thing that's going to happen every single year. Uh, so yeah. obviously with that being the case, they're going to sneak one in. And I think this is probably the worst Dan Mullen Florida team we've seen yet. Mm-hmm. They don't have a quarterback on the football team. Um, and they're just basically praying that they can run, that they can scramble the whole game. And that's not going to work against Georgia. I and mean, it kind of worked against Bama, but that was, that was kind of a fluke game in my opinion. I wouldn't be surprised to see Florida be a four loss team this year. Yeah, I wouldn't either. So I guess there's three things guaranteed in life. Death, taxes, and uh, Florida's not going to cover against Kentucky or win as of late because that was a terrible performance. But five and three on the week. That brings me to 23 and 14 on the season. So up nine and looking to uh, keep rolling it, uh, give you guys some winners. All right, Brett, on the other hand, Brett was three and three. So stand afloat, 16 and 13 overall in the season. So you know both of us are positive, giving you weekly winners. His wins were Michigan plus two in agreement with me. Bama minus 14 and a half, never sweat there. And then Oklahoma State, late night game, getting it done against the Baylor Bears. Nice performance by Oklahoma State. Good cover when Brett needed it. 
And then on the flip side, his three misses were Arkansas plus 18 against Georgia. Ugly game from start to finish. Notre Dame did not cover against Cincinnati. Um, and I want to hear your thoughts about that. And then your last miss was your beloved Mountaineers of West Virginia. Uh, they were favored by seven and a half. <laughs> Just give me your thoughts on almost every game because there's something to hit on in every Yeah, aspect. I mean, was yeah, I mean, the Wisconsin, Wisconsin terrible. Michigan was an easy one right there. Um, Woo Pig, wow, that was that was a beating. I mean, good gosh. And then Notre Dame, honestly, I'm ecstatic that I missed that one. I hate Notre Dame. So, I mean, that was a big win for Cincinnati and Luke Fickle. So, if they run the table, then it's going to be interesting to see what goes on as long as Notre Dame continues to win. Because if Notre Dame continues – I mean, they have Virginia Tech this weekend. Do yeah. you have a play on that one? We'll get to it. <laughs> I mean, the Arkansas thing, is it just isn't – I mean, Georgia is, is – Far and away better than everybody else in the league. But at the same time, I don't think Arkansas is who we think they are. They're a good team. I mean, Sam Pittman's done an amazing job in, a, in just a, a year and a half span. But, I mean, look at their schedule. They haven't played anyone. They played Texas with the guy that's not even their starting quarterback anymore. They, they hadn't found Casey Thompson yet. And besides that, they, they didn't really have any competition that they played against. So, I mean, I think we'll, we'll figure out who they really are. Yeah. I, I think – we we figured out Texas A&M was not as good as we thought they were after losing to Mississippi State last weekend as well. So we'll get to Texas A&M shortly too. Yeah, and then um, yeah, West Virginia fading the rest of the year. Honestly, um, if I'm being honest, maybe not against Kansas, but our offense is terrible, just awful. So yeah, I'll be fading us the rest of the year. So I do have a pick later on on it. <laughs> Heck yeah. No, that's that's sweet. No, good stuff, good stuff. And unfortunately, Trevor, you, you got to rally the troops. 910 Coastal Barbecue missed again last week. They were also on the Arkansas plus 18. That brings our sponsor to one and three on the season. What what's going on when you guys like collaborate those picks? Because we, we need some winners. There, there hasn't been any collaboration to this point. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe we need to talk about it more. Um I wish I would have sent it to you on Thursday. You know, I sent you uh, what I called my lock of the year Friday after you guys have already recorded in Tennessee. I, I'm never confident in Tennessee football, and that was I, – I, I texted you Friday. There was no way in hell we were going to lose that game. I wish that would have been included in that record to almost get it to 500. But uh, hopefully um, with our with our pick this week, we can uh, start trending in the right direction. So, so if, if there's no collaboration, does that mean it comes down to one person that's picking this or – I'll shoot you straight, Brett. So, so I'm I'm a, a content person. All I'm doing is just smoking meats and, and posting pics. Um, Chase, he runs the he runs the page and he does most. Well, that it makes sense now. So <laughs> he he tells me that he is very positive on the season on the college football front. I guess his his few losers, he's only sending it over to you guys. So uh, I'll, I'll work with him and and uh, try to get us some better picks. <laughs> oh man. Heck yeah. No, that's sweet. All right. Well, we, we love having you guys sponsor us. Uh, we love everything you do, giving people, I mean, eating is one of the pleasures in life. So, you know, if, if you're good at it, why not share it with the world? And also like the, the Tennessee polo that you got going on, maybe a little prelude into, into what we're getting into this week. Dark mode, baby. Going dark yeah. mode this week. Yeah. The uh, Dollar General Oklahoma State jerseys. 
Oklahoma <laughs> State has never worn a jersey that looks that good. <laughs> no, that was awesome. Okay, well, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into blocks, give the people what they came for, you know, keep serving them up. And as always, we always let our guests go first. So, Trevor, you have the honors on the tee box. You can take us anywhere you want to go. Um, first game of the weekend that you're playing. Yes. Well, the first one lock of the week, like if, if I'm betting one game, it's Bama minus 18. That that we've, we've seen Texas A&M this year, they are terrible. I, I could not believe this only came in at minus 18. I guess it's because it's – I think it's in uh, Texas, right? Yeah. They're going to need more than the 12th man to, to keep them within three touchdowns of this game. So, I mean, I, I got Bama minus 18. I think I got, I got Bama first half just throwing on there just for fun. I know that's Marcus's favorite bet every week. You're, you're locking out of two, Bama first half? Yeah, Bama first. I, it's, I think it's Cam at minus 10. Like, come on. They'll be up, by, they'll be up more than 10 points in the first seven minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, the other one I really like, I got in really early on this one, was uh, UGA opened at 14 and a half, Georgia. I, I, when I opened at 14 and a half, I bought it down to 14. I think it's already trending up towards 15 and a half. That's going to be another routing. It's not going to be a close game, as people think. I don't think Auburn's that good. Um, they barely beat LSU, who's not been good, who lost a really bad UCLA team. I mean, sure, UCLA's above 500 for the first time in years, but that's not a big feat to me in the Pac-12. So, I mean, I think that's not going to be a close game. So, are you locking up a Georgia line? Yeah. I, like I said, I got it at 14. I would probably still take it at 15 and a half. I might double right. dip like yeah no because again i lock early but i try to play it for the show for the consensus of what people can get it at um it's looking like 15 and a half so do you still want it yeah i'd still take it they're they're, they're gonna win it's gonna be like probably like 42 to 21 or something like that and i'd be surprised if Auburn gets 21 on them okay cool so trevor came out the gates guns a blazing bama laying 18 bama first half georgia laying 15 and a half Brett, do you have any plays on those games? Yeah, so I didn't originally take the Alabama game. I just kind of forgot about it, but put me down for that. And then I also – I had Georgia on there. I got it at the 15-and-a-half. So, I mean, right now it's it's Bama and Georgia and it's everybody else. It's not even really close, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the you have Iowa and Penn State at three and four. And uh, honestly, I don't think any one of those teams are going to compete with both Alabama and Georgia. So it's Alabama and Georgia for me. I think both will be blowouts. I was hoping last week would actually be good games, but I mean, it's just, you could see, I mean, Georgia's defense is just out of this world and both defensively and offensively for Alabama, it's just the same way. So yeah, I don't think it's going to be close either. I'm with Trevor on this. All right, cool. Well, I mean, if, there's a lot of agreement because I'm on those same two plays. So uh, everyone get nervous. I earlier in the week also, so I actually got Bama at 17 and a half personally. I'm taking it at 18 for the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, always look at those lines when they come out early, get what you want to get. If you're going to buy a hook, buy it then because it's only going to get more expensive and you won't get as good of a number. But I agree. Every reason I think Texas a is not good at all. And I don't really see a backdoor cover like for them. I think Bama, eight times out of ten, Bama's going to keep scoring more points instead of Texas A&M back to recover because I don't think they have the guys to do it. They don't have the offensive scheme to do it. And Jimbo Fisher, quite frankly, I don't think they have the coach to cover 18 against this Bama team with the caliber of their offense. And, again, Georgia, every reason, you know, why not? 
I don't think Nix is very good. I think Auburn as a program is – they've had some all right showings, and you can even say they look good in like a Penn State loss, but I'm not buying it. Georgia's just better in every position. Georgia's number two should probably start for Auburn. And I'm pretty confident. The thing is that like Georgia's putting up 40, 50 points a game, and their defense is far and away better than their offense is. That's why you can't compete. It's not not going to be a competition. The run game has been really well, too. I mean, they Stetson Bennett literally threw the ball 11 times last week. It doesn't matter who they put in. Yeah. They put behind center. Yeah. It's, the runners are too good. It doesn't matter. Like, yep. it's going to be dominant. I agree. And also, you know, I'm playing Bama first half every week. Take it blindly. It doesn't matter. Trevor said it's hit 10. I use always text it to Brett whenever I take it on my book, and we consider that the number we get it at. This 10, 9, 11, I mean – I'm blindly taking it, so it doesn't it's matter. Under 14, I'm locking it in. And yeah. It'll be under 14. Yeah, for sure. So, Bama first half, Bama land 18, Georgia land 15 and a half, although I got them in better lines. Look at those early in the week for your books. All right, so a lot of agreement across the board. Me and Trevor each have three plays. Brett, you have two. Go ahead, take us somewhere. So, I'm going to take us to Nebraska. Um, they're a three and a half underdog. And I'm actually taking them to cover the three and a half against Michigan. I um, I'm still not sold on Michigan. I mean, they beat a Wisconsin team in Madison, but I mean, Wisconsin's terrible. I mean, just they're awful offensively. So I like I like the way Nebraska's playing right now. They lost a heartbreaker to OU a couple weeks ago, even though I don't know how good OU is. And then they also went to overtime against a Michigan State team that's undefeated right now. So I like their way they're playing right now. I think that place is going to be packed. And I just – I like the way Martinez is playing as well, at quarterback for Nebraska. So I think Michigan's going to go in there, and I think they're going to lose. So taking Nebraska to cover, three and a half. It's, it's funny that that's on yours. I, I have the, the opposite. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a Tennessee fan. I, I live – Having to go through the Jarrett Garantano era and Adrian Martinez is Jarrett Garantano 2.0. He can he can fake us all and play for good for about three or four games, but then he's gonna go back to the same old, same old. I, I got I bought it down to um minus three. I think it ended up being like minus one thirty for that. So yeah. it's a little expensive, but I, I like the three and I, I don't see Nebraska doing this. There, this is gonna be the same story as Jarrett Garantano. As soon as we start to have faith in him. He's going to let us down. I, I expect at least two picks from Martinez this weekend. Yeah, I think I think the one thing that comes down to me is, is I, I'm still not sold on Michigan, I think. I mean, they've, they beat a, a Washington team that was supposed to be top 20. They lose to Montana, so that's not really a big win. And then Wisconsin just is not good. So I, I think it's going to be a good game at least. I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of – I don't know. It's going to be interesting because, like you said, Martinez, he, he, his best year was honestly his freshman year, and he's kind of digressed ever since then. But I'm still not sold on Michigan and their passing game either. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and, and his problem is the same problem that Garantano had at Tennessee. He was forced into a, he was yeah. forced into a starting QB role as a true freshman, and you can't go into a Big Ten conference or SEC conference as a true freshman 99% of the time and yeah. succeed. I mean, you're going to get – you're going to get torn apart, especially if you don't have an offensive line blocking for you. And it's all it does is kill your confidence, and it's hard to recover that. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like a, a Jalen Hurts or like a Tua, 
or Trevor Lawrence, it's not going to happen. All right. Well, I like the disagreement. Um, if I was to give a lean on this game, which I'm not, well, I'm not playing it. I would lean Michigan. Uh, Trevor, do you want it at three and a half for the show? I see that's the most consensus number out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's three and a half. I, I bought it down right before the show to three. Um, so, I mean, I would recommend buying it down to the three just in case it ends up being a close game. But I, I think Michigan wins this by a touchdown at least. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I would definitely favor Harbaugh here um, just because of the quarterback woes. I, I don't think Michigan's quarterback is out of this world, but he, his highs aren't as high, but his lows nearly aren't as low. And, and that, that's what it comes down to. All right. So Trevor has four plays on the board. Brett has three. I have three. I will go next. Let's uh let's go to the Red River. Rolling rolling down the river and um actually rolling up the river to SEC territory for these two teams in a couple of years. Oklahoma and Texas. Last week I went against my or I guess it was two weeks ago. I went against my principal and I, I bet on Notre Dame and it hit for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna double up here. I'm on Texas at home getting three and a half points against Oklahoma. And the only reason being, I think Texas is a unit, which kind of sounds crazy. It's better than Oklahoma. I think in every game they play, they look more physical than Oklahoma. I mean, even the Arkansas game, Oklahoma to me just looks very, very soft. Spencer Rattler is a head case. I think Texas is going to be rocking. It's going to be a tough environment for him to play in. You know, noon game, going to be nice and hot down there in Dallas uh, because it's at a neutral site, I believe. And I, I don't. I just see him choking uh, seven out of ten times, seventy percent of the time against this team. And Texas kind of has like a horseshoe up their butt. They get a lot of good bounces in, you know, in the Lone Star State. I think they're going to get it done. So give me Texas because I really don't see Oklahoma being better than them. And usually, if it's like if you usually get three points for playing at home, why not? It's kind of like six. So I'll take uh, the overrated Texas Longhorns program. Yeah, I, I'm not betting this one, um, but I did have this written down as one of my two upset alerts. Um, I think Texas wins this game. I mean, if I, if I were going to bet it, like, I'm not going to lock it in, but I'd probably start sprinkling that money line. Texas, Bijan Robinson's one of the best running backs in the entire country. Uh, the fact that he's not being listed in top three that, uh, standings that I'm seeing is kind of ridiculous. And, and Casey Thompson is – a very good quarterback. I'm not going to say he's anywhere near the top five, but he's very serviceable. Can any and Bijan Robinson is giving him enough on the run to kind of help him out on, on that passing game. So I, I think Texas wins this game. Oklahoma. I thought that maybe they would get out of that slump, that, like after that Tulane game, that you know they'd start beating everybody, and they still are doing the same thing every week. Where there's I don't care who they play, they're skating by every week. Yeah, they got lucky to beat Kansas State. Lucky to beat West Virginia. Nebraska was close. This Oklahoma team just isn't it. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if this was a blowout. Yeah, I, I, I hate this game, honestly. I don't, I, don't like, I don't like it at all because I think really there's still a lot of unknowns on both these teams. I mean, for Oklahoma, the main thing is, is their offensive line. I mean, that's been the main difference. I know Rattler's getting a lot of crap, but it's, it's been a lot of their offensive line that they just have not blocked – hasn't opened it up the run. And quite frankly, Rowler's been pressured a lot. So he got into a little bit of momentum last week against Kansas State, which is a good Kansas State team that has actually beaten the last two years. So 
I'm still not sold on Texas either. I think it's going to, like Trevor said, it's going to come down to B. John Robinson. He's probably the best running back probably in the country maybe. So if they're able to run the ball, open it up a little bit for the passing, then maybe. But I just – I don't like this game at all. I wouldn't touch it. If there was something I would touch, I would, I would consider the over. I think it's at, it's at 63. Mm-hmm. I mean, Texas allows a lot of points, but they put up points. I, I was down and I went to the game two weeks ago in Austin to the Texas Tech game. That was the first time Texas has scored seven points since Vince Young was there. So, I mean, they're, they're going to put up points. Sarkeesian, if there's one thing he knows, is he knows how to run an offense, and they're going to be scoring. All right. Well, no, I like it. Um, so, Brett, you have three. We each have four. Go ahead and take us somewhere. All right. I'm going to uh, Ole Miss. I'm going against Woo Pig here, and I'm sorry to the Arkansas fans. I know we've been kind of an Arkansas uh, podcast so far this year. But, I mean, this is the third tough game in a row. They put a lot of energy into the first one against Texas A&M and then just got demolished last week against Georgia. So, Ole Miss is also coming out of the beating to Alabama, but I like them here to cover the five-and-a-half I just think offensively, Matt Corral is not going to have as bad of a game as he did last week. And I just like their offense to click a little more here. So I'm going to take Ole Miss to cover the uh, five and a half versus Arkansas. I'm staying away from this game. If I had to go to my head, I had to say one, I would pick Ole Miss. But we learned last week that we don't know enough about either of these teams. I'm just hoping it's a physical game. I want it to be physical and wear them down because Tennessee has Ole Miss next week. So, uh, hopefully that both teams just wear on each other. It's all going to have to work. This game is very intriguing to me. If I had a lean and I'm not playing it, I would take Arkansas because I kind of see it being more of a three-point game. Uh, were you guys shocked that Ole Miss is the favorite here? No, because it's no, – really. Yeah. And – and people are going to give Bama more respect than Georgia, even if Georgia does look like the better team right now. See, and me personally, I kind of said going into the Georgia game, I'm not going to take a lot away from, like, Arkansas's performance. Because, again, I mean, it's Bama, Georgia, and everyone else in the SEC, like, as, we, as we've obviously seen, like, even Florida's in the tier below. So, I think this line is a little bit of an overreaction to them throwing up a goose egg last week. Um, so yeah, I guess I would lean Arkansas with five and a half, but you never know. Ole Miss offense is a little bit more functional. I, I think I it goes, I think it goes to what Trevor said earlier. It's like Arkansas, what we thought were great wins. We've kind of seen that they're not as good as wins as we thought they were. I yeah. mean, Texas a and not that great. And in Texas, I guess we'll see. Maybe this weekend. But. So they weren't playing Casey Thompson yet, so it's hard. Yeah. To, like, that was a good win. Yeah, so I think it's – I think maybe. I mean, I, I think they're still a solid team, but I don't know if they're as good as we originally thought. Yeah, I mean, neither of these teams are really – neither team has a win that it looks impressive to me. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss has beat Louisville and Tulane. Those are their two big wins, and then they got Austin beat FCS. Yeah. Is, uh, is Arkansas the best team in the state of Texas? Yeah. <laughs> Still an Arkansas pod deep down, although uh, Brett's going against him. All right, T, uh, you're up. All right. One of the other ones I got that I, I love this one, which kind of scares me, is Missouri minus 19. Um, 
Missouri's playing North Texas. They are they just got completely embarrassed by what I would not consider a great Tennessee team. And Eli Drinkwitz went from the preseason to everybody thinking he's crushing it and Missouri's going to be great to probably sitting close to the hot seat right now. North Texas is terrible. This is a great opportunity for Missouri to go in and and just beat down on a team. Connor Bazelak is a really good quarterback, I think. I mean, he had two interceptions last week, and I think maybe one of them was his fault. The second one was a tip drill. And they might have both been a tip drill, actually, now that I think about it. And then Beatty is, is one of the better running backs out there. Um, mm-hmm. He had a bad week last week. He is going to be coming out hot. Um, I mean, I, I think you might see Beatty get two or three touchdowns. There's Missouri easily wins by three touchdowns next week or this week. That one, that one was not on my list. Surprise, surprisingly, but I mean, I don't hate it. I, I, I like the play. Um, I don't know a lot about North Texas. Just kind of looking at them now, they can't score the ball, and I don't. Missouri can score, and I don't think North Texas will be able to stop them to. Missouri can probably go out there and pick their number. Like, this could be a 28-point game. I like the play. It's a a very unglamorous game, which is – those are the ones that I love to to bet on. Everybody loves to bet on the Iowa-Penn State games and stuff like that, but this one's very unglamorous. I think it's going to be a a free money kind of deal. North Texas, like you said, they can't score. I mean, Missouri's defense is bad, but come on, they're not going to, like, allow – North Texas to come in and put a 20 on them or 30 on them. So, I mean, I think you see Missouri win like 45 to 17 or something like that along those lines. Yeah. No, I, I'm riding with you there. Um, yeah, I don't see a backdoor cover happening in this game. So, you'll probably know if you're going to cover maybe by halftime. Yeah, because, I mean, like you said, there's not going to be a backdoor situation here. Eli, Eli's not going to let up. He, he is like – he just got completely embarrassed. It's the – the most rushing yards Tennessee has had in an away game in the history, <laughs> and they're one of the oldest programs in college football. We had 457 rushing yards. We had a walk-on score a 30-yard rushing touchdown. Like, that's embarrassing. He, he is not going to let up this game. There's not going to be a backdoor situation. If they, if they score early, they're going to win. And cover. Yeah. North Texas, it looks like. They average 230 rushing yards a game. I don't see them doing it against these SEC guys. Yeah, I agree. All right, Brett, take us somewhere. All right, um, I'll go ahead and fade West Virginia right now. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm taking Baylor two and a half. I, I really don't know how this is only two and a half right now. I've been watching all year. Our offense is terrible. Baylor played a good Oklahoma State team pretty well last week. So this game is in Waco, too. And, I mean, I think our defense, which has actually been our bright spot so far this year, is kind of just getting tired, sticking tired of getting stops, the offense not producing. So I just – I don't see a way where we cover the two and a half here. I just – I don't know. I just don't see it. So I think it's an easy – Easy two and a half right here. I I do. I mean, I'm fading. Like I said, I'm fading us the rest of the year until probably Kansas. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this year. Trevor, what do you think about the Mountaineers? I, I've bet on them once, and I, I faded them, and they covered. Um, and then I faded. Then I bet on them one week, and then they, they lost for me. So I'm, I'm owing to and betting on the games that are involved in, and I will not bet on another West Virginia game because you have no idea what's going to go out in that field. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just offensively, you just don't know what we're going to do. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So, but it, it's in Waco. So, I, right there and then there, just a way game. It's especially, I mean, we scored, we got held scoreless <laughs> the first half last week against a Texas Tech team that just allowed 70 the week before. Well, like I said, I was at that game, and I'm telling you, Texas did whatever they wanted to. They exactly here and be in the end zone. I mean, that right there should tell you how great our offense is. So it's an easy fade for me. Cool. Well, before we keep going and I take us to the next pick, so Trevor, me and you always love to talk about different college environments that we go to. Where does Texas rank above uh, stadiums compared to everywhere that you've been? Uh, Texas, I'd say it's probably top top five. I, it was my twentieth stadium that I've been to and it's in the top five so I mean I'll I'll give it top three obviously I'm biased number one is always gonna be kneeling for me it's not flashy but it's big and it's beautiful and so I I may be biased never take out the piss troughs never never do any kind of fancy upgrade and give me give me kneeling as is uh number two have you been to Beaver Stadium have you been to Penn State I think Penn State wideout is on my bucket list so my, my bucket list includes Three Big Ten schools with Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't been to any of those yet. Um, my number two is LSU. Marcus and I went to on his bachelor party. That was a, a beautiful stadium. It was an awesome environment. It was a, it was an FCS game. It wasn't even a big game. That was national championship year. We got to see Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, all the boys out there. That was really fun to watch. And then I'd say Texas is number three for me. Good stuff. Well, you got some off your list in a top five stadium um, on top of that. So, no, that's awesome. I'm glad you had fun. All right. So, next play for me, I got two more. Trevor, what's the first song we're playing when we wake up on Saturday morning in your household? Oh, we're playing Rocky Top. Conway, right? Conway Twitty. Don't do any other version. Conway Twitty with the, with the fiddle. All right. Cue up the banjos. Get the hound dogs out. Let's roll. We go in Tennessee Vols, laying 10 and a half at home in Neyland against a terrible, maybe the worst, probably the worst team I've actually like watched play this year. South Carolina Gamecocks, good God, they are bad. And I kind of feel like this line is a little bit bigger because of what Tennessee did last week. But again, I don't. If Tennessee can run the ball like they did, South Carolina can't stop it. South Carolina couldn't stop East Carolina's running game. I mean, they had no chance against Georgia's running game. Kentucky actually ran the ball decently well against the Gamecocks. And, I mean, Tennessee's just going to have more dudes in the trenches. I think the team cares more. Tennessee wants this game more. So, cue uh, up the banjos, get the hound dogs out. We're heading to the, to the foothills of Tennessee and we're, we're laying 10 and a half with the balls. Yeah, I mean, th- this game is not on my list for the, for the podcast. I do have two units on it. Uh, that's just an annual bet that I do with one of my buddies. Went to South Carolina. Him and I usually go back go to the game every year, whether it's in Columbia or Knoxville. Uh, this this will be the first year in four years that we haven't gone because 
I have a wedding, but uh, we'll be back on that track next year. But we do a two-unit play every single every single year, whatever the line opens at. Um, I, I'm a little reserved, just being a, a lifelong Tennessee fan. I feel like any time that we're expected to do well, we disappoint. But like you said, the South Carolina team is terrible. They they cannot score the, the football. They were supposed to have one of the best running backs in the country, and they have not ran the ball at all this year. And it's because no one expect no one respects their pass game. Um, I think Luke Doty can be a good quarterback. They don't really have the wide receivers out there to help them. And, you know, whenever he's hurt, they have a grad transfer out there, which doesn't help them out a lot. Um, we should cover. I, I, would, I would like to think we win this game by 21, 24. Um, but at the same time, our our biggest weakness is our defense because our offense moves so fast that our defense has to be on the field most of the game. I mean, it's – for what it is, we're, we're scoring – we scored – three touchdowns in three minutes last week. We had the ball for three total minutes and had three touchdowns in, in the first quarter. Um, when we're scoring that fast, the defense has to get back on the field. Um, I mean, sure, they're excited we're scoring, but we don't have the depth right now after the mass exodus we had with the, with the whole Pruitt getting fired and all that. We, so there's no depth there. I do think we still do well, but I think our defense can at least hold that really bad South Carolina offense down. Yeah, and one of the points that sold me, the most points that South Carolina has scored against a non a non or a non-power 5 team is 13 points. They put up 13 against Georgia, 10 against Kentucky, 23 against Troy, 20 against ECU. They can't score, and I can see Tennessee scoring easily in the 40s. If you hold ECU to like 25 or less, easy cover. I don't see them getting it. Here, here's a stat I sent to my buddy last uh, two days ago. Tennessee had more SEC points scored in the first quarter of the Missouri game than South Carolina has scored against SEC teams all year. Damn right, and they they played two of them. They're terrible. Yeah, so I mean, we we had 28 points in the first quarter, and South Carolina hasn't even had 28 points in all of SEC play. Yeah, um, like I said, this this should be an easy win for us. Uh, Hendon Hooker is getting more comfortable every week. I like the way he looks. I really appreciate your. Uh, Hope he's giving them to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we have two of I mean, they I'm have freaking Milton in there. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I never I, understood that. Milton, I, I had high hopes for him. He he can throw the ball further than probably anybody in college football. He just can't aim where he's throwing it. <laughs> maybe, maybe Heupel had some faith in him that he could get that worked out. I mean, Heupel's a QB guru. He has a great resume with quarterbacks. But he's finally taken that little – Hendon Hooker or Milton off of the depth chart. It just says Hendon Hooker now. We're going to run with Hooker. Um, I think he's going to be our guy for the next two years as long as he can stay healthy. I mean, Milton was a good project, and, you know, we were having faith in him that his problems last year were just the injury. But that guy that guy can't hit broadside of a barn. Yeah, he's a North Carolina boy too, uh, Greensboro product. Yeah, right here in the 336. Tight, tight, tight. Okay, Tennessee's on the board. Uh, Trevor, how many more plays you got? Uh, I got one more play for you. Um, and this is one I added just before the podcast, um, and it's going to be the same kind of principle as that Missouri play. I have Florida first half minus 24. Vanderbilt sucks. They, don't, they should have lost to UConn, which is the worst team in all of FBS football. We saw – I checked that Georgia Vanderbilt game whenever I was at the Texas game and Georgia was up 28 points in the first six minutes of the game. I didn't even know how that was physically possible. Yeah. Um, 
you can get Florida first half at minus 24. That's what the line was before the game, before the podcast. I mean, I think Florida, obviously, they're in the same situation as Missouri where they have to go out and prove themselves. They're going to come out swinging at Vanderbilt, and they're going to – Mullen's going to throw as many points on the board as he can to keep his job safe and hopefully keep his potential interview process over at USC safe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like to pick. I think it's pretty – Vanderbilt's terrible. <laughs> they're they're awful. So, Yeah. I, I think it's an easy pick, easy cover, honestly. I like it too. Yeah, especially with Florida losing to Kentucky last week. Dude, yeah, so that, I, I love it. I love a good angry, angry team playing a bad team. Yeah. Vandy almost lost to UConn last week. They they were losing. They kicked they kicked a field goal. Twenty eight to thirty. Last second field goal in the game for them. I'm taking it with you, Trevor. I'm taking it. You convinced me. Florida first half laying twenty four. Yeah, so th- th- those are all the picks I have. I-, I feel good about it. I think it is a tough week. I did have two, like, have an upset and a trap, trap game for you. I'm not taking these yet, um, but I am watching these very closely once I get a few beers and me, things can change. I think LSU is a-, is a great value. I'm putting Kentucky on upset alert. Kentucky is the worst undefeated team in college football. They had the f- easiest four first games of the season you could ever have. They have one of the wor- – they have the one of the worst strengths of schedule – in the SEC, they, they got lucky on a Florida slip-up. That's the only thing they've done. I think LSU is angry after that tough loss to Auburn. I would not be surprised to see LSU win. They're, they're plus three right now. That's an upset alert I'd keep my eye on. And my trap game is Michigan State minus five and a half. I don't, I don't, think, what, I don't think they deserve to be. They have Rutgers, right? Rutgers. They have Rutgers at yeah. Rutgers. Rutgers has looked good, and they just got embarrassed. So, besides that embarrassment last week, they've looked good all year. So, Michigan State minus five and a half. That's my uh, watch out trap game. Like, I would not – I would not. I'd shy away from Michigan State. All right, good stuff. Uh, Brett, how many more plays you got? You got one more play. Any on those games that you mentioned? No, I'm actually on the opposite side. I like Kentucky against LSU, honestly. I, wow. I think – I think – I mean, this game is going back into Lexington again. I don't think – I mean, you let Bo Nix come into your place. They haven't won since like 19 – I forget when it was. But they haven't won in a long time. And you let Bo Nix out of all people who just got benched against Georgia State because he was struggling. And he didn't start this game. TJ Finley did. But I'm just – I don't know. I think – I mean, I think Ed Orgeron is on the chopping block, honestly, and which is crazy because he just won the national championship about a year and a half ago, have probably one of the best teams in college football. But the only reason – the only thing that concerns me is Kentucky coming off a big win against Florida with a lot of emotions. But LSU, Derek Stingley Jr., he's not playing. He's probably done for the rest of the year, honestly. I don't know why you would come back. He's got something wrong with his foot. So, I like Kentucky here. I think Ed Orgeron is actually in trouble. I think his job could be in jeopardy potentially, which is just crazy to say, like I said. But I don't know. I like Kentucky to cover, even though I don't think they're that great, but I also don't think LSU is that great either. So, Yeah, I mean, the, the Orgeron hot seat thing is another reason why I was kind of feeling that upset might happen. Yeah. I said, Kentucky's not good. I mean, we we just – manhandled Missouri and Kentucky won. Kentucky beat Missouri by seven in Lexington. Kentucky beat Chattanooga by five points. Kentucky beat 
one of the worst South Carolina teams I've ever seen by six points. I mean, they have not won a game by more than a touchdown except for the FCS opponent this year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, but it's then going to strike get, midnight, and that, that glass slipper is going to fade away. But then they go and beat a Florida team that literally went toe-to-toe with Alabama. So, it's just – I mean, anything's possible. I mean – Yeah. I mean, Florida was Florida was winded. You know, they, they had Bama, and like I said, they're going to come at us every week no matter what, no matter how bad yeah. they are. They're going to give us everything they have. Heck, yeah. No, I love it. A lot of agreement, a lot of butting heads. No, this, this is going to make for a very fun week. Um, so I have one play left. And it's a principal play that I've been rolling. I would have two more, but Miami's off this week, so I cannot fade them. But you know who I can fade? I can fade the other team in Florida who doesn't want to tackle anybody and who couldn't cover against Syracuse. So my Orangeman got it done last week for me. So, and ah, I hate doing this. But I'm playing the Tar Holes. The Tar Holes are at home against Florida State. And if there's one thing that the Holes do well, they play good at home. Like, for some reason, it's, I think it's going to be a little rainy, a little wet, or at least overcast at uh, Chapel Hill. But I'm taking the Holes land 17 and a half. I got it at 17 personally, but playing 17 and a half for the show because that's the number right now. I mean, Florida State can't do anything. Carolina has more dudes. They have more talent. They have a better coach. Their players want to win this game. And quite frankly, I think Mac Brown is so pissed off after, you know, that Georgia Tech game. And, I mean, they Duke, Duke kind of got the brunt of it last week. But I think Mac Brown's about to go on a war path, and he's not going to let up on anybody anytime soon. So um, give me the holes. We'll lay it. I hate to do it, but I'm actually going to root for them to win big this week. I actually was very close to putting Florida State on my on mine for this week. I don't I mean Carolina I've bet on them three times this year. I'm wanting to when betting on them. Uh, they barely, barely covered against Duke last week. I mean the, the score looks different, but they scored two touchdowns really late to make that score look a little bit better. But I was sweating bullets all of them last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't I don't know what's going on in Carolina right now because I kind of thought your same process after the Virginia Tech game that Mac Brown was going to go on a war path. They weren't going to lose anybody else, but we saw Georgia Tech happen, obviously. Diana, I'm not going to bet. I'm not betting that game, but I think it'll be a good one to watch for sure. Yeah, and you, the great thing about this, uh, they'll be Florida State, and they'll even beat Miami uh, when they play them on the 16th. But so I got my season win total Chapel Hill under 10. I'm already at a push because they they've lost twice, and they have to go to South Bend. They have to play Wake Forest, play Pitt, and play NC State and they may very well lose two of those games. So feeling pretty confident about my season total, but, I mean, just don't let my season total hit this week. That, that's this a good one. That's a good one. Go ahead and cover for me. Yeah. All right, so I'm out. Trevor, Brett, are y'all out? Yeah, that's all I have for all, on the betting front, yeah. Brett, any games that you want to discuss, like, uh, just in general? Yeah, real quick. So I know I, I personally don't like this game. I don't want to pick it, but where are you guys leaning towards on Iowa Penn State? Uh, I think Penn State wins. Um, I don't. I don't like Iowa. Um, I don't either. I mean, it's a tough one because like we we see this every year in the Big Ten. There's like they always throw like three or four Big Ten teams into the top ten teams in the country, and then they all just beat each other up, and then you get Ohio State left. Um, and Penn State hasn't looked great, but they're beating they're beating big teams. I mean, I also I would say Auburn's a good team, but it is a big team to win against. And they won a big one. I mean, Indiana was kind of a big win. They, they have big games. Um, I'm going to take – I would pick Penn State here, but 
I, I don't I wouldn't touch this game personally. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of how I feel. I'm on the same. I want to pick Penn State, but also I, I just I don't know because I mean Penn State's big two wins have been like you said, Auburn and Wisconsin, and Wisconsin is terrible. We figured that out. So I don't know how big of a win that was. And then I don't I still don't know how good Auburn is either. I mean, I guess they go as Bo Nix goes, so it's just kind of back and forth. So yeah, I mean, I think I saw the over-under was like 41 and a half on this. I, I wanted that under. I, I did too. I wanted, I wanted to take it, but it also scares me. But like both offenses, I think, are going to struggle. You, you like the over, Marcus? Go over. Brett, we literally had this discussion last week, and we we didn't lock it up, but we said our lean against Iowa and Maryland would be under. Iowa hit the under by themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that, that's, that doesn't count because Maryland doesn't play defense. So you can Penn, Penn State, Penn State plays defense. Yeah, I, I, this game is going to be a lot. I, I, both offenses are going to struggle. I think. I mean, it's tempting to take the under because I think this is kind of like that twenty-one kind of twenty-one to seventeen kind of game that both offenses are going to struggle and points are going to be at a premium. Yeah, when you see a forty-one over under. Vegas is begging you to take that over. They're like, oh, come on, 41 points. That's that's nothing. That's, that's Vegas begging you to take it because they know it's going under. Um, and I also think Vegas knows that Penn State's winning that game because a minus one and a half when you're at home, Iowa's supposed to have this crazy environment, and they're only favored by one and a half, and they're the they're a higher ranked. That tells me that Penn State's probably going to win that game. I'd probably take the over as a personal bet. Um, I didn't really think about it till now, but no, I'm not falling into that trap again. Because I mean, that was a terrible lean we gave out last week. Boy, well, Maryland, was. Maryland doesn't play defense. They, they don't have that typical. It was done by halftime, essentially. But it doesn't help when Talia throws five picks either. <laughs> <laughs> that, that hurts also. Yeah, it does. So I got one more game I want to talk about. Not playing it. Uh, let, let's head to the foothills of Virginia, uh, Lane Stadium. Night game, inner Sandman. Uh, we, we saw it week one. Yeah. And we're seeing it again. Virginia Tech versus Notre Dame. What are y'all's thoughts before I give mine? You get about get five middle lights in me at this wedding on Saturday, and I'm hammering Virginia Tech. Notre Dame is not good. I'm kind of the same way. I they're, really they're not good. Virginia Tech plays good in night games and late. They're not gonna. They're not gonna win the ones they should. But a night game in Lane Stadium, they're gonna win. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say both. Be a night game in Lane Stadium. I'm I'm going the same way, honestly. And I hate to say that, but I mean, I just Notre. I I agree. I don't think Notre Dame's that great. And I think would you get? You guys had a bye week last week. Did you? Yeah, we had a bye. So they get two weeks prepare. Yeah, coming off a bye, I think. I don't. I, I mean, especially Notre Dame on the Cincy they might be pumped for this game but I think the fact that it's at Virginia Tech I I kind of like you guys in this position honestly yeah I'm gonna say discipline for the locks because I was already undisciplined hopping on the floor to first half minus 24 with Trevor although I think it's gonna hit but this this game opened at Tech being a three-point underdog and it's not a pick them 51% of the public's on Notre Dame 49% on Tech that means the big money, big money is on Virginia Tech. Is what that means, dude? Yeah, this is this is a. I mean, it's not even that big a fade the public because it's almost 50-50, But it's just go with the sharp money. 
Yeah, like I said, one thing, I'll get a few beers in me during the Tennessee game and pre-wedding, and I'll I'll end up throwing a unit or two on Virginia Tech. And I said week one, like I was on my way out of town, watch, like had the game up like in my truck on my phone. And as soon as I saw that inner Sandman, saw the entrance, I got oh, chills yeah. in my body. And I said, tech money line. But like driving, couldn't play it. I, I'm playing this one personally. I'm, I'm, I'm being a homer, rolling with the Hokies. Yeah, Lane Stadium is the loudest 75,000 people will ever get. They'll, they'll, they'll compete with some of these 100,000 people stadiums on, on the decibel scale. Yeah, it, it's loud. It's loud, and the way it's built is directly vertical. Like you look down, and you think you're gonna like fall over, like and hit the field. Basically, it's a cool stadium, cool atmosphere. Two weeks to prepare off a of bye. Everyone that was banged up, you know, is feeling a little bit better. Notre Dame just got dogged by Cincinnati. I, I'm I'm playing this personally, hundred percent. I'm glad y'all are in agreement with me. I, I got a I got a team I wanted to ask you guys about. Um, not specifically this week alone, but on the season. What do y'all? What do you guys think about the the lone undefeated ACC team, Wake Forest team, and Deacons? I mean, I think I. I mean, good for I. I like Dave Clawson. I think he's a good coach, but I mean, the ACC is so bad. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Seeing Clemson struggle has been really nice, just because I'm tired of Clemson fans. And so seeing them struggle, I mean especially since they, they struggled against a Boston College team the other night as well. I mean, they were they were lucky to pull that one out. So, seeing them struggle has been nice. But, yeah, the ACC is bad. I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to see who gets in the championship. I still think Clemson will get in the championship somehow, some way. But, I don't know. It's I don't know. That Wake Forest State game, though, is going to be – that's probably going to actually – there's a there's a chance if, if yeah. Wake doesn't start being stupid, they could be undefeated going into that game. And State always struggles against Wake Forest at Wake Forest, so that's definitely a game to watch. I'm here in town. If if you guys don't have any plans that Saturday, hit me up. We'll we'll uh we'll roll down to um, BBNT Stadium and and go watch that game. Maybe a little tailgate. Yeah, I'm in to text you. Kayla has a baby shower in Raleigh. Um, it's like my side of the family's baby shower. So I'm not going to the whole thing, but I kind of have to make an appearance. So I won't be able to catch that with you um, unless it's a night game. It won't be announced for two more weeks. Yeah. yeah. So if, Wake's undefeated, if Wake's undefeated, that could be a night game. Yeah, it could. Uh, if Wake has Syracuse, Army, Duke, Carolina. That's what they have. If both teams do what they're supposed to do, they'll both be ranked it'll probably be a later game, which will be pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, like, State is in prime position. They've already got over the Clemson Hall to win the ACC or win the Atlantic at least. And, you know, yeah. are they going to do it? I like to see Dave do it, but it goes through Winston, the Trey foe. I mean, the, the the State game on next week, I know we're kind of looking ahead. I think that's going to be really interesting to see. I think State likes to slip up. Oh, yeah. Games. And I think they're going to come in as a favorite against Boston College, and I think Boston College could win that game. So, I mean, that that's one I'd be keeping my eye on uh, next Saturday, the 16th. Yeah, I mean, I, have, I will not be watching it because I will be in Neyland Stadium as we see Lane make his return. Um, but I'll be keeping tabs. NC State wanted to lose to uh, Louisiana Tech last week. I, I thought I, I thought they were going to lose that game last week. I, I didn't the spread at 18 and a half. I would, I would, I should have, I should have took that because I, 
I mean, Louisiana Tech's not a terrible team either. I mean, they should have beat Mississippi State. They've had some tough losses, and yeah, I I knew that was going to be a close game. But I mean, we know state state has that state game, and I hate to say it, but they're going to have it one day. They're going to have it in the future here, probably. And honestly, it could be Boston College. I I, I kind of agree with that one. Well, let's just hope that uh, Wolf Packing holds off. And also, before we uh, recap everything, forgot this earlier. How could we forget with the contributor uh, on the pod with us tonight? But uh, nominal Coastal BBQ, their piping hot pig of the week is UGA land 15 and a half. Let's hope they actually get a winner. That's going to put us back in the right direction. Still negative, but in the right direction. I, I almost hate to agree with them sometimes, honestly, just because of the track record. So this one, this one is is me. Uh, I'll say right here on the pod. If this one, if this one, if this one falls, it's on me. So I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the I'll take the credit or the loss on that one. Heck yeah! Well, no, very fun episode, Trevor. Thanks for joining us. Um, let's go ahead and recap. So we'll go over our guest pickers card first. So Trevor, his plays are Bama laying 18. Bama first half is looking around like nine to tennis, depending on what you can get it at. We'll always let you know next week what we take it at as a show. It'll always hit, never a doubt. He's also on Georgia laying 15 and a half, Michigan laying three and a half, Baylor the favorite, two and a half, and Florida first half minus 24. I didn't have Baylor. I had a Brett had Baylor. Yeah, I had a I, I, I have Missouri minus 19. Excuse me, I crisscrossed those on the sheet. Let me correct that. Trevor has Michigan minus 19. Michigan minus three and a half, Missouri minus 19. Yeah, Missouri minus 19, dude. I'm going crazy. Let me read that over. Let me read that over. Take two. All right. So, Trevor has. What do you got in you right now? <laughs> Not enough. Uh, maybe a couple. All right. So, no, restart this over, recapping. So, Trevor's card, Bama laying 18, Bama first half. Georgia land 15 and a half. Missouri laying 19. And Florida first half minus 24. And Michigan minus three and a half. And Michigan minus three and a half. That is correct. All right. I got it. I bought it down to three, but yeah, we'll do three and a half and five. All right, cool. Now that I uh, stumbled through that, and I want to even say stumbled, like army crawl through that, my card, uh, five and three last week, 23 and 14 on the season. Bama minus 18, Texas plus three and a half. Georgia minus 15 and a half. Tennessee laying 10 and a half against a terrible Gamecock team. Chapel Hill laying 17 and a half against a terrible Knowles team. Bama first half, as always. And then I hopped on with Trevor. Florida first half minus 24. Brett, three and three last week, 16, 13 on the season. Still positive, giving you winners. Brett is also on Bama minus 18. Georgia minus 15 and a half. Nebraska plus three and a half against Michigan. Ole Miss laying five and a half against his beloved Pigs. He is on Baylor laying two and a half against his beloved Mountaineers. And then Kentucky minus three going against Trevor's lean. And finally, presented by 910 Coastal BBQ Stay Smoking, they are on the Bulldogs laying 15 and a half. Was it better the second time around? It was. It makes me wonder how, how well you're actually adding up these games now moving forward. I might have to start keeping tallies on myself, honestly. Yeah, you better have a spreadsheet, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, the spreadsheet, 
you can't really see it, but it's right there. Everything's accurate. If you want to double, triple check my work, I do see. I t- I tally up on Sundays when I have a clear mind. <laughs> you're not hey, gonna you have notice- a clear mind this Sunday if you're going to the tailgate. I'll do a Sunday morning. Okay. Yeah, when when your podcast done early. Yeah, when your podcast is trying to get a sponsor from Bush Light, you never know which direction it's going to go. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, no. Again, Trevor, our guest speaker, thanks for joining us as always for the program. Brett, my left hand man. Appreciate it. We got a nice slate this week. A lot of juicy games, a lot of winners on the board. Let's just hope that um, our listeners take it and uh, hopefully everyone makes a little bit of money. Appreciate y'all having me. Go Vols. Peace out. See you guys.